Okay. And I got the 401, the 401, sipping lemonade while I shake. Flag on my bad cause took that penalty. It broke me physically, but made me stronger mentally. Rising to the top, now I see serenity. Never relax or lay back. That's just not my tendencies. Hit after hit, and y'all still stuck in the little league. Hi everyone, this is Kayla got the 411. I'm back today for another What's Good episode. So today I have KH1 for this interview. I met you through Clubhouse. Yes, you met me I through Clubhouse. People Hey, Clubhouse be popping, but you got to know how to use it. Honestly, yes. A lot of people use it for the wrong reasons. A lot of people try to get clout. If you're using it for the right reasons, like networking and connections, trust yeah. me, believe you to places like this. How's it been going for you? Because I like it. I be in the right rooms. I don't know about everybody else. For real, I've been in the right rooms. I've been uh, linking up with a lot of industry connects when it comes to PR and when it comes to meeting record label execs, stuff like that. Um, I just met uh, somebody that's sister to the owner of Quality Control in Atlanta. So I got to send my music to her and different. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's a blessing being in the right rooms, right time, making these connections. So trust me, it's been a blessing. Yes, it is. So how did you get the name KH1? I was curious about that. Because I like to <laughs> catch it. So, um, honestly, my name is Makai. Um, so the K-H-I really comes from the ending part of my name. But K-H-1, I call myself the chosen one. Um, my whole life, my family called me like the golden boy, the golden egg, all of this type of stuff. I'm the baby of the family. So wow. it was like all of this pressure to be the one that shines. And I was always the 4.0 student. And I go to a, a top 50 college in the country, Temple University. I always had this pressure to be great. And um, I finally embraced that. And I went through a lot of things to finally embrace it and really put it, a stamp on it through my music and name myself one, the chosen one. Well, are you in college now? Yes. I'm Wait. a freshman in college. So you in college, you doing all this business stuff and you doing music. Yes, indeed. That's dope. That is what's up. So what got you into music? You over there making 4.0s? <laughs> Honest to God, I've always liked music. Ever since I was little, um, my sister, my older sister, she was in high school when I was in elementary. So she would play like a lot of old school hits. That's why I have a very eclectic style. Like my style stretches from Al Green, Otis Redding, Ella Fitzgerald, all the way to now, Drake, Chris Brown. So I have a really wide array of influences. And it was all because she would play that music in the morning. Um, so once I got into high school, I would realize that there were a lot of rappers around my city because I'm from Linden, New Jersey, but yeah. they weren't really that great at rapping. Um, they would try to like steal a style from New York, like that New York drill style and try to live life lives they didn't really live. And I would play around and make bars in my class and stuff like that. And they would be hotter than every rapper in the city. Um, so I really started taking notice and it was one day my friend, I had a music technology class and he used to play the piano and he used to play all of the two chain songs and stuff like that as a joke. He would tell me to rap to it. So one day we went on a school trip and there's about 50 people in the room and he was like, Makai, come on, let's go. He starts playing this random beat and they're like, just go. And I started picking stuff around 
and just rapping. And I still got the videos to this day. Everybody, it went from one person looking in the room to the yeah. teachers looking, the, the coordinator of the program looking. And they're like, yo, you can rap. And that was like, <laughs> mark it all. That's where it started. What's your zodiac sign? Because you're like real, like outspoken. You're not, I can tell you wasn't shy. Of course, I'm a. I'm actually a cusp. I'm the first day of a Virgo, so I'm in between a Leo and a Virgo. I've, I've heard oh. that. I'm great. Yeah, you gotta be a Leo because you don't give me no Virgo vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna play. Um, one of my favorite songs of yours is "So Shady." Crazy, but I ain't been myself lately. So shady, call it crazy, but I ain't been myself lately. Yeah. I wanna put you in seven positions for 70 minutes Sitting in your room and I'm with you missing Hit it one time, don't do no kissing Whisper in your ear, are you listening? K.H. the one cause I'm chosen Love it when your mouth is open Don't let your, I don't deal with emotions Just wanna pull up and have your face frozen In reality, I just want you closer Love it when you bend it over, pin you to the So you are from New Jersey? Yes, I am your style, I was curious, like, what was your inspiration behind your music? Because I was thinking, like, you was from California, the West Coast, for some reason. Well, honestly, because I have influences from all over the country, different eras, I'm a yeah. very versatile artist. I have a lot of unreleased music that stretches across, like, plenty of genres. Like, I have pop stuff, borderline country stuff, um, R&B, like, soul. I have, like, a whole wide array of things. So that's so shady it did have that more gritty West Coast style to it. And yeah. I really wanted to like take that aggressive flow that I knew I had in me and really put it on the track to show people that I could bar them to death. I'm not as melodic all the time. So it was yeah. like to show versatility. That's very important too, because I'm pretty sure you hear about a lot of rappers. They say they have the same flow and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So you are versatile when I went through a few of your songs. So we're going to get through that. Is there any particular person that like really inspired you to like really get into music like you saw their journey you was like okay like this person is inspiring me to do this honest to god i would say my biggest influence is diddy um i love i love with the bad boy culture i used yeah. to watch hip-hop evolution on netflix and i watched how like diddy literally took himself from a boy at howard and really started doing shows and linking mm -hmm. up with the finding Biggie and making the hitman and like certain things about Diddy's style taking rap and making it pop culture to yeah. where it's like he's loving him in the clubs he's torn away he's making the money mm -hmm. and I like how people hated on that from the traditional New York style because they didn't really feed into that pop culture being brought to hip-hop with the shiny suits and appealing yep. to a audience opposed to that hardcore hip-hop rap that they were used to for so many years in New York. So I really uh, appreciate Diddy for stepping out of the comfort zone of where he's from to really take on a whole genre that's like, I'm going to change hip-hop forever. I'm going to make it flashy. I'm going to make it dance. And it's like, it all revolves around that New Jack Swing type vibe, which, I, which I'm which i very highly influenced by. That is, though, because he is... One thing I admire about Diddy is that Diddy is a businessman. He's a very smart man. Like, he's not a dummy. So a lot of people always... I know you hear people say that people get themselves in these bad contracts with Diddy. Okay, have you ever heard of Diddy getting himself in a bad contract? Because he's a very yeah. smart man. He's a businessman, but he's still a creative, and I like that. I like the fact that you said Diddy. Because people normally say... They all normally say Jay-Z or Drake, and they're great, too. But I just feel like Diddy, he's like... 
he's like overall creative mm-hmm. man everything so what is your whole creative process um do you freestyle do you write your lyrics like what works best for you you know i actually do a bit of both because of how i grew up and i do come from a musical family but i get everything on my own so i was taken under uh, the wing by my cousin brandon jarrell and he really he was an r&b he's an r&b singer and he oh, really- brandon's your cousin brandon jarrell yep on my show okay i think he mentioned you to me okay yeah that's my cousin and he took me under um his wing and he he told me he was like are you are you serious about this and i was like yes like completely and literally he took me under his wing and he really gave me that push to really broaden my horizons and like do certain things with my style that i thought that i couldn't do step out of my comfort zone um, stuff like that. So it was like, it, it all revolves around the fact that, you know, my cousin was pushing me harder than ever, like late nights after work at 4 a.m. in the morning, and I'm making songs, which leads to the creative process and why I freestyle and I write, because I don't know which predicament I would be in in the music industry. Sometimes you do have 30, 45 minutes with a, with a famous producer. Yeah. If you're studio with Tay Keith and he's like I gotta catch a flight in two hours I gave you about 30 minutes you have to be able to go off the top and really just have the strength in your rap skill to really go and and make a good song in 30 minutes at other times you really need to know how to be a writer because if you're not in the habit of being a writer your lyrics could come off a a slight bit weaker or with less meaning Mm. nowadays especially um, focus on writing and they usually go to songwriters for it if you're a jack of all trades which I'm trying to do be a jack of all trades when it comes to genres and skills it will help you out a lot in the industry so that's my main like creative process but I love to just sit down by myself I literally trap myself in this room that y'all see and I just literally just lock in I play a beat if I'm not feeling it I don't do it if I'm not feeling it at the time, I come back to it because you can't force music. At, once, it, once it comes through the emotion, that's when it's going to sound the best. That's when people are going to feel what you feel. And music is based off of emotions. That's a good question. Have you ever got to like a beat and you like, you just kept coming back to you like, this ain't the one. You just had to give it up. Literally, there has been times where like I, when I first started, because I've only been rapping for about roughly a year, about 10 months. So um (laughs) yeah when people talk to me and they be like how long you've been rapping a couple years I'd be like no not at all it's just I develop my skills so much I probably spend enough time like a person would in five years in 10 months because I grind like this every day but there has been times that where beats I would listen to it over and over again and I would be in that forced habit if the beat sounds hard I would want to but every beat you have to be very selective because every beat does not fit your style so you have to be very selective when you try to say, oh, this will go crazy in a car. But if you can't put lyrics on top of that or a flow on top of that that works, it's going to sound mismatched. And you never want to have a mismatched track put out because it has a hard Oh, beat. they're chasing the beat. Like, you ever heard a song? Like, I feel like they're chasing the beat. They just can't mm-hmm. catch up to it. hmm Chasing um, the beat terrible. So I'm going to play another song of yours. This is a very versatile song from So Shady. This is Land of Unjust, Wolf Brandon Jarrell. He was on my What's Good segment, too. It's Y'all really need to process how this society operates. Because even though we 
<laughs> this song was a little shocker for me, right? Yeah. The wild years of pain and suffering in the land of the free. I'm gonna play this a little longer so I can hear what you're saying. Liberate your minds. Society's addicted to this fake shit. Saying, "Come on, work to extract now you hate must. How much of that wealth are you that was land of unjust so what was the whole motivation behind that song because that's a very deep like real real song yeah uh, ironically that's the second song i ever wrote in my life um so a lot of people were like dang how you cut so deep why they call you the golden boy because i'm over here looking at you like yeah, it's all, yeah, I, um, it all started with um, the idea. I'm deep into social justice. Um, that's why I study sports management in college, because I want to change the whole scene when it comes to the music business, when it comes to sports business. I, I, I'm in love with social justice. So when I took on Landa Unjust, um, I really wanted to bring something to the forefront that a lot of people wouldn't expect from an 18-year-old. Um, I hear a lot of people say, like, um, they expect me to rap like a mumble rapper, as they call it. So I spit that traditional flow and I can bar you to death. They get surprised. And I didn't want people to be surprised. So this is the first song I actually dropped on my behalf. So I really wanted to kick down the door with this one and focus on a lot of the social issues that I saw and issues that I saw within my peers and within people that are older than me and people that love the flash but don't really love rap. Um, people that have to have to go to prison wrongfully, all of these things. That's why I use the example of um, Plymouth Rock. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. to this fake shit. Say a couple words on the track. Now you hate this. How much of that wealth do you own? Prepare well. Ties when you set in the tone. Pay homage to the kings, but I'm heir to the throne. Bashing and flashing light, superstar in the zone. But crying tears, popping pills soon as you're home. Millions of fans, somehow you still feel alone. You're traveling through life with no love being shown. Neglecting everybody, battling demons on your own. Find the strength to open up, feeling like you're crushed. Loving someone else in this life is a must. Embrace your culture, don't use it as a crutch. Fighting for your freedom in the land of unjust. In the land of unjust. In the land of unjust. I care about you in the worst way. It's a shame you may not even make it to your birthday. You was never gotta do better. Our day is coming, don't let her. really really deep into um different different types of african-american history and studying the greats within civil rights and i really wanted to put all of that in like a ball of energy and throw it on the track and that's why um when i played it the first version of the song is me straight rapping it's about me rapping for about three straight minutes and my cousin brandon jarrell got on the phone with me he was like yo that song is crazy but you need a hook or else it's going to be like a freestyle. And at that time, it's the first song I ever ever, ever going to publish. So I'm like, uh, a hook? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, and he laid down that hook. I care about you in the worst way. And I'm like, what? He laid that hook down within five minutes, literally while I was on the phone. 
he lives in the studio, don't he? Because when we did our um, interview, he was in the studio. And then normally it seems like he's always in the studio. He takes his craft serious, too. And I think he mentioned you when we did our interview, his cousin and stuff like that. So I feel honored that we finally got to work together. But yeah. I think um needed in two. I think it's it's fun to make like bops and stuff, but you don't hear many artists talk about real life things that are going on, especially for somebody young like you. That's facts. So what is the best advice that anyone has ever gave you when it comes to your music? But you can also give me another one too as far as life situations too. Something that's gonna always stick with you. Cool. So I always picture my cousin in my head. And he always, he like, tells me, like, because we are a two-man team. Like, I don't have, like, a big host of support. Like, I'm like, we're the army of two, and we're going to take on the world. We're going to win Grammys together. And yeah. he used to tell me, like, and it sticks in my head to this day, he's like, be you. Like, because I listen to a lot of artists, and he's like, be you. The people are either going to love you or they're going to love music. Choose your poison and make it work for you. So uh -huh. I somebody doesn't like me they're gonna like what I'm putting down on these beats you could you could not like me for any other reason but you know when you turn your headphones on you're gonna bop your head you're gonna sing along and I like that you know even if you don't like the lyrics you're gonna look at me the way I hold myself the way I carry myself the way I run businesses the way I talk to people the way I mentor people and you're gonna be like wow he's a stand-up guy so either it's like I'm a double-edged sword because it's like you're bound to like me either way you're gonna find some quality you like about me the way I hold myself my my type of character so that's what sticks with me most when it comes to music when it comes to life in general I really I learned it on my own ironically and it was just to like literally I said this quote to myself that if people hate Kendrick Lamar if people hate Drake if people yeah. hate Michael Jordan it music is opinionated just mm -hmm. like in the world. So when the first person in the world told me like, oh, like if a person tells me they don't like my song, I'm like, okay, because music is open for interpretation. I know a lot of people that can't take constructive criticism. I know a lot of people that can't say, like can't hear no when it comes to their music. And it literally means nothing to me. Like I'm numb to the fact that people saying like no or, or they dislike it because it's open for interpretation. Mm -hmm. If my idols get hated on, I'm bound to get hated on too. Everybody gets hated on in some way or fashion. You can't please everybody. And that's that what is, I tell you. Okay. I be telling people that, especially people in like the podcast, because I be like, I get cussed out like every day. They be, I be like, but you still watching. So either you don't like something because you keep coming back. So you can't right. everybody. Once you have passion for it, like all that stuff don't even, it be numb to the criticism pretty much. That is Advice. I think that anybody can take that advice, not even like people that do music or creatives. That's just overall good advice. Mm -hmm. I tell people all the time on Clubhouse, when I'm at college, when I'm talking to my friends, no matter what you want to do in this world, just do it. Have a plan and execute it by any means because mm -hmm. these other people could try to influence your life. But at the end of the day, you're going to go to sleep and wake up as yourself. Mm -hmm. So you don't but for from other people's opinions and then they're not living your life they have their life already they're making their choices don't let them influence yours that is you is you are smart you sound more intelligent than these wrong man in <laughs> so i'm gonna let you play the next song which song do you want me to play
You could play on um, Players Club. I don't have Players Club on Spotify. Let me see. You could play Players Club or you could play Real. I think Reality would be best since okay. we just out yeah, being on Players Club on um Spotify. You know what I think? I think when Spotify took down a whole bunch of songs, because they took over like thousands and thousands of songs, it might have been one of their songs. I think I got an email about that, one of the songs I got. So I got to get it re-uploaded, but it is still on Why? Apple. How did they take that down? I have no clue. Like, it was the only one out of the bunch, too. So it was really weird. Like, a lot of people were having conflicts with Spotify. Like, why is my music being taken down? And they had, like, this whole dilemma with a lot of artists and stuff like that. But it's still it's still available on Apple Music and Amazon Music and literally every other platform, title and all. Okay, I'm gonna include that like when I do the editing for the show and stuff like that, I'm gonna include it, but I'm just pull it off of Apple from that way. For sure. So for reality sure. next. That's another favorite monster. I don't know how to feel. Is this real or maybe it's not? Damn chance. It has a lot of elements to it, but um, mostly it's about the bridge between my reality that I have now and the reality I will be living. Um, I'm very into like affirmations and um, mm -hmm. well, I don't live in my physical world because if I lived in my physical world, I would see myself in New Jersey, in my room, rapping. No, I see myself on the stage every time I make a song on my laptop. I'm the same way. People be thinking I'm crazy when I tell them I'm going to be like Wendy Williams. I'm going to have a talk show called The Kayla Show. People be I'm like, no, I can see it. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You you can't explain to people what you see in your head. It's mm -hmm. hard when people are not really in tune like that. They think you're crazy. Mm -hmm. People can't really <laughs> grasp it. And that's why the song really focuses on one you staying true to yourself um because just like that lyric y'all just heard before it ended why would you stop the grind to waste time with women that'll let you get behind when you shine so you chase women all day you 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 text them on instagram you slide in the dms you're you're on dating sites all of this type stuff but at the end of the day if you're shining when you shine they're all gonna be at your feet they're all gonna be mm -hmm. you feel me? so you're chasing the wrong thing because if you chase success the women will come with it you know, you don't have to chase the women and put your success on the back burner. It doesn't make sense because one comes with the other and one doesn't. You can have all the women in the world. That doesn't mean you can achieve success. You can have, right. you can have, you know, women at your feet, not mm -hmm. all women, but the majority of women would gravitate towards a more successful man rather than somebody that's not. And that's why I really wanted to hone in on that and other issues like seeing my parents work. I don't like seeing my parents work. Like I know it's what they have to do to provide, but at the same time, I don't like it personally. So yeah. I, and I'm going to change the narrative. I'm not going to wait for the lottery to change the narrative. I'm not going to wait for a stimulus check. I'm not going to wait for anything else that 
I'm in monetary to my family, I want to change it. So I wake up every morning at 6, 7 a.m. I stay up after I get home from work, 4.30 a.m. and make songs and make mm-hmm. calls and try to get new customers and all of this type of stuff. All of it is literally for a grind to change life as we know it. Because I'm a first-generation college student. I'm really the first one that has a bigger mindset. My family comes from North New Jersey. Um, it's like It's like a really small pool of good that comes out. There's a lot of ways you can go wrong. So in a plan of being a product of that environment, you do see stuff through a smaller lens. You see mm-hmm. like you're going to college. That's good enough. And I'm like, a lot of people go to college. It's what you do with your degree, but they don't see that because they were high school graduates with some college they didn't finish. So it's like, I'm taking it by the helm and I'm trying to show them a life that they would have never expected once they even once my mother you know had me at birth so that's what this song is really about taking your reality and manifesting it manifest your reality till you make it the reality you want in the mental i don't know how to feel maybe it's real maybe it's not my heart needs to heal feelings conceal the pain needs to stop this isn't ideal feelings reveal my thoughts I don't know how to feel maybe it's real maybe it's not why would you stop the grind to waste time with women that'll let you get behind when you shine dad working two jobs the youngin' got a ball working those jobs just so we can have it all Given the chance, would you rock with me now or later? Wasn't here. Focus on the physical reality around you. It's all a facade. That is dope. You over here. I'm sitting there, I'm so in tune and listening. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like real. So real. I'm going to make sure I use that as a clip too, because like that's even something that I be telling myself. Like, I had to get out of the hood because all I was seeing was people, they were not trying to move on and like you know they moved out of high school and that was it for them so that's why I wanted to be around people who have goals and they're trying to chase so I moved to Atlanta 10 years ago so it's hard talking through do you find a disconnect when you try to talk to people like how you talking to me like they don't get it a lot of the times uh, because like I was always known as like the mentor the tutor everybody looks for me looks to me for guidance I always mm-hmm. put it in terms that somebody will understand because I like oh. to read like that's what I do like I'm a little rapper psychologist and all of that all balled up into one like I'm really that guy because like I like to come down to people's level and really want to elevate them I don't want to push you down and make you feel like you're less than and you don't understand what I'm saying no let's come to a common ground let's stand together and then let's elevate your mindset whether you're teaching me something or I'm teaching you something I want us to elevate in many different ways, spiritually, mentally. So I like to tell people, like, even if, like, say I said that exact same thing I just said to you to somebody and they don't understand, I would break it down into little microcosms until you do understand. I'm going to put it in terms you understand so that we can both be better at the end of the day because I just got a new skill, how to explain it to somebody in a different fashion. And you just understood a topic that I was trying to explain to you that you didn't get at first. So it's really like, it's really like a really good feeling. Like it's a feeling of satisfaction that I can help people in different ways. That is dope, man. So what is next for you? Cause I, I can tell, like, I don't know. I got a good vision. You can always tell like, okay, 
two to five years, like I already see your future, but I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm going to wait till it happens. <laughs> For sure. Um, I have a lot of plans. Very smart guy. You're smart. You take your craft serious. And I think that's just very dope. Thank you. I appreciate it. I have a lot of things moving for me right now. Um, I'm meeting a lot of different people. I've, I've been followed by a lot of A&Rs of big um, record labels. Um, so it's really been a blessing to get this type of attention. Uh, I've collaborated with Verify Artists. Um, they're now my friends and stuff like that. Like when I go to their state, I'm good to come with them to the studio. And it's like, it's beautiful because, you know, I was a small fish when I met them when it comes to social media wise. And they're like, forget the social media stats. This kid can rap. And I've literally done like free songs with people that charge 500 a verse. And they will look at me and be like, I'm doing this song with you because I know you're going to be a star. Um, actually, one of Future's artists, I was talking to one of Future's artists, and he compared me to Drake. He was like, you sound like a young Drake off of one of my freestyles. And to me, it was a long shot of me even texting him. But I knew that my mindset changed once I talked to my first big name in the music industry off of Instagram. Because I look at everybody as people, you know, whether you're Drake or anybody else, any other famous rapper, no matter how many followers you have, you're a person, I'm a person, you know, we share a common interest in music. Um, I just DM people freely, you know, if they answer, they answer. <laughs> That's how I met your cousin. I just slid in here DM was like, hey, you talented, you want to be on my show? And he like took a chance. So I don't have no problem like that. Like, hey, you want to work together? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Literally, it's no bounds when it comes to work. Because if I had a thought that, I would have never done the songs with the Verify artists. I would have never had the connections. I would have never had the blogs that I do. I would have never had any of this type of stuff. But when it comes to what I see for myself, coming to the future um coming into the future i i don't know if i want to take the independent route um or do i want to sign to a label if i sign to a label i'm going to sign with leverage um i, I want to establish my career to where i have some leverage i don't want to get robbed out of a deal that i shouldn't be in i don't want to start off my career like that because i know that i can have a very very stable career in the independent field and that's another thing i want to tell people independent being an independent artist is very feasible in today's age because you don't need a record label for anything now i will say it's an investment to get into music you will have to spend money to get certain things because guess what record labels spend 10 times more to pop these artists but when you think about thousands of dollars going into yourself, a lot of people aren't ready to make that commitment. So when it comes down to it, you know, that a million dollar advance or whatever, or the, you know, the hundreds of thousands of dollars they throw into marketing your favorite song, um, you really got to take that into retrospect and you have to think about it. Like, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to work my job. I bring in a certain amount of money. How much am I going to invest in myself? But you can make an independent career. I use Russ as an example. I've been studying for a really long time I now. love Russ. He's a leader. Really I feel like my long lost brother. That man is so smart and he be speaking gems. He is really great. And he was, I was watching a video on how he makes $100,000 a month off of streaming. And it's like, it's so amazing because he really educates the independent artists in the mm. world. You don't have to sign to a label, you know, and there are other options. You can sign to an independent music group, you know, but a lot of people, they get fooled into the concept that you have to sign to a label to be successful. Mm. You have to give up your masters and the royalty splits can't be in your favor because, you know, that's, that's not what Sony wants to do or whatever. So you really have to step back and realize what is my worth? 
do I really want to get into a legal battle when I want to drop a song or if I'm feeling this I want to drop it you know all of that comes into like play when people but people don't see that far when it comes to signing with a label they see the advance and they don't realize half that has to go to the lawyer and the publicist then 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 you spend you buy a million dollar house and then you're in debt Mm -hmm. Sony or Universal and then it's like oh man so now I got to do 10 shows to get that money back and put it back there I still got to look good, so I'm going to go buy, go to Johnny Dang and get a chain and a, and a Lambo so I can flex. I can't look broke. And it goes into this vortex that you're trying to make yourself something that you're not. And you're trying to flex all into that that certain rap stereotype of what you have to have and all of this type stuff in your image. And all of that type of stuff can be avoided just by either getting a good deal with leverage or taking an independent career to where, yes, you will probably have to put in a little more work if you don't have a team around you. But at the same time, you can move on your own time. You can own your own art. Yeah, even how you're speaking, like even educating yourself before you even sign a deal, because I feel like a lot of these people, they can smell like when someone doesn't know much. So Mm -hmm. they'll sit there and offer them like a janky deal but somebody like you who's coming in there, like you've done the research, you studied these things, you're like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, 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 we're not gonna handle this. But let somebody come right behind you, they're gonna be like, oh wow, a million dollars, they'll sign it quick. Not understanding that, okay, yeah, that music video, that hotel, oh yeah, that um ten dollar Kit Kat that you ate is all coming out of that event. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just very smart, especially our generation. Just read. Please read. It's okay. That- read. <laughs> please have a team have a lawyer on hand when mm-hmm. you're talking labels and stuff like that because trust me stuff doesn't always happen overnight a label might be looking at you for a couple of months before they offer you a deal so please lawyer up if you're not going to lawyer up know enough yourself that you mm-hmm. can and represent yourself so solid to the point where they know they're not dealing with somebody like okay we'll take a kid out of the hood his light mm-hmm. bill been off months if i throw a five hundred thousand in front of his face he ain't gonna say no and then you're mm-hmm. stuck a multi-year deal to the point where you got to produce all of these albums and you're making pennies off the streams that's another thing you the, those royalty splits sometimes they're very very sharky and they do it to you know the kids that come from poverty and the kids wow. that don't about deals you know because at the end of the day what who i call the men in suits they're businessmen. They're there to make profit off of you, off right. of your, you know, but it looks good to the public. But at the end of the day, it's not good for these artists' pockets because if they had that independent career, you know, mm-hmm. and independent career isn't made for everybody. So I wouldn't tell everybody to follow it, but these artists would have a lot more money. They would have a lot more control over the music they make and the music they drop. But, you know, people see it as the easy way out, which is not the case. It actually makes stuff a tiny bit more complicated. So I got one more question for you, just for knowledge. So have you ever heard of situations where like a label, they offer you their lawyer? Like, would you suggest like, hey, they say, hey, we got a lawyer for you. Or would you suggest somebody to go and get your own lawyer? Because I wouldn't trust that. I read an article about that where, um, I think it maybe was, I don't want to say the label name because I don't want to mess up your, your blessings in the future, but they for pretty sure. much offer this particular artist their lawyer. And I was reading that like, well, no, I would rather get my own lawyer because y'all could be working in cahoots together. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust that. Um, just because I don't trust a lot of people in the first place. So I, it's like, 
there you go like i have people now like hey we should do a show together and i'm like i don't trust you like i don't yeah. know like, my spirit be telling me mm -mm, mm -mm. yeah it's just not it like i wouldn't i wouldn't advise artists to do that um just because it's in-house when you're in-house they're going to be biased towards in-house. Now, the lawyer could be a perfectly good, you know, guy or girl that actually wants to help you. But nine times out of 10, to be real, when you're getting something in-house, it's probably going to be biased towards in-house. You know, when you're paying somebody their own time or you have a family lawyer that you've known your whole life or a lawyer you start making a connection with, they're bound to be more for you because they're being paid by you. And, you know, you know, those labels are putting money into the lawyer's pocket. So I highly doubt the lawyer is going to switch up one out of a hundred artists and give him the benefit of the doubt, you know, when they're, when that big label is signing their paychecks, I highly doubt he's going to point out every little minuscule thing that could possibly hurt the artist or like, Oh, you can't do a show here, here, and here, or you can't do shows until a year in, or you can you can only go on tour if you pay for it. They're not gonna point out stuff like that to to an artist because at the end of the day, it's gonna allow the artist to see the bigger picture of the deal. And I highly doubt that an in-house lawyer would do that. I was thinking that too. I, I said I wanted to ask a particular artist. I just had to find the right artist. You seem like the right person to bring that up with. So I want to say thank you so much for even being a guest on my show. I always be gracious when people want to be on my show, taking a chance. And um, thank you to Brandon Jarrell for inviting me in that room. I think it was that night, right? I met so many people on Clubhouse. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, yes, it was. Oh, like, it was that night, right? I think it was Brandon's and Block's room, right? You was in that one? Yep. Okay, okay. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show and coming to find me on Instagram. How was it? See, it was real cool. And it was great. I love talking. I'm a very social person. You have a very cheery and jovial vibe. Like, I like it. The, the conversation was nothing but fluid. I like it. I really like the interview experience. This is actually my first interview, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Thank you. I always try to make this is not really about me. I always want to make sure people have a great time and you know, say good things. It's not my way of tearing people down. You can go to, to the breakfast club to be towed down over there. But it's kind of putting like a spotlight on talented artists. So thank you so much for being a guest. For sure. No problem. Thank you for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Hey, y'all, it's Kayla Got the 411. If you want to keep up with me, all you got to do is just go to Google. Google Kayla Got the 411. It will let you know everything that I have going on on that first page. I have made sure of that. Or you can just go to YouTube, my main channel, and watch the show. And make sure you subscribe. Thank you to everyone who leaves amazing comments and reviews under the comments. I read them, and I truly appreciate them to the point they make me tear up. Also, my streams on Apple have been going up, so that lets me know that you guys are enjoying the audio from the videos on YouTube. So if you're listening on Apple, go ahead and drop your girl a review. And I truly appreciate everything that people are saying, nice comments. You know, if I'm able to make you laugh and smile, that's all that matters to me. My content clearly shows that I enjoy doing what I'm doing because I always have a good time. And just a quick update that I'm now on Pandora Podcast. So you can listen to me on Spotify, Apple, Google, Pandora, Our Radio, and of course, watch me on YouTube. So thank y'all so much and I appreciate all the support, truly.